Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! How's everyone doing tonight? Good, huh? Yeah, great. Hello, San Antonio. Uh, uh, this is the Meat Improv. My name is Josh Simpson. My name is Jake Jabor. <laughs> You'll notice <laughs> these mics aren't amplified, but they're really helpful for capturing yeah. our voices in, the <laughs> in this little robot. So, uh, uh, awesome. So, yeah, this is the Meat Improv. Uh, it is a storytelling and improv podcast. Uh, we've done 60-some episodes so far. Uh, every time we do it, we bring on two uh, comedian special guests. Uh, they come on, they share stories, and then we do improv off of that. So, uh, yeah, you saw the first half of the show. It's going to be kind of like that, except we're going to be sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> so use your imaginations. Uh, uh, cool. So we have two very special guests. Uh, they mm-hmm. co-founded and own this Bear Stage here in San Antonio. <laughs> They're building this place from the ground up. Please give it up for Tina Jackson and Dan Gray. I like being cheered for. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You might have to get up on those mics a little bit. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, see, we're lazy. That's why I pull these mics in. So. <laughs> well, I'm lazy. I'm going to be all up I on it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Nice, sexy radio voice. Uh, <laughs> I definitely have the body for radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone else agrees. I think I have the face for a, uh, I won this much money because of my lawyer and my lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you could lie. I mean, Jake and I, uh, our personas are two big muscle men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two big. Which is absolutely true, right? Yeah, audience yeah, yeah. 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 He's got a couple so of GI Joe's. can barely sit next to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, cool. Let's talk for a little, just for a second about this stage, yeah. this project, because uh, I think it's a cool thing that you're doing here. I uh, think it's pretty cool, too. Uh, so you're sort of just start, starting, yeah, a long form. Yeah, this is our seventh week of operation, so we are brand new in the Bear Stage uh, uh, business. Um, we started our build at the top of April. We opened at the top of May, and here we are mid-June. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo. I mean, yeah. I'm handy as fuck if you're opening a storefront theater out there and you need someone that can do electrical tiling. I can do it all. You're not looking for another job, Dan. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm looking for adventure. <laughs> oh. Well, you can find it on the train. Uh, and I handle all the paperwork, which is boring shit that Dan doesn't want to do and I love. Yeah. There you oh, go. Okay. A match made in heaven. Let it burn. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's not our point of view. <laughs> yeah, don't burn the paperwork. No, please don't burn the paperwork. I just, I just imagine in my mind that you're just in the office lighting pieces of paper on fire. Like, oh, water bill? Fuck off. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I'm nailing up a two-by-four onto something. Well, he's always like, I'm so sore. And I was like, I've been on the computer all day. And he's like, well, my job's harder. And I was like, do my job then. I dare I've you. I've never... 
never said that. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I wish this podcast had this visual just for that one aspect. I've never said that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, very cool. Uh, So if you're in San Antonio, come and check out the Bear Stages. Uh, they got all sorts of shows here. Uh, but let's get into the, the podcast part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, this is the meet. So we get you, you share a story. Uh, we voted, or <laughs> your, your teammates uh, yeah, voted, voted backstage. We voted backstage before the show. Uh, we yeah, I don't know tweet. why there was a vote, because they're going to hear all these stories at some point, one, one way or another. Well, they were voting which ones... Uh, that they wanted to hear on this podcast. Oh, yeah. so Which for one would a be wider most interesting. Yeah. 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 So this was You're our, welcome, our, guys. Our You're cast, welcome. Great. Our cast before the show, uh, we listed off four stories apiece, and they voted on which story they wanted to hear from each Great. one. Great. <laughs> uh, these, these are curated stories. Yeah. yeah. Meet by democracy. And one is by land, one is by sea. We're going to call it... Maybe that's, that's how that goes. <laughs> yeah. 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 One is by land, one is by sea. Thank I, you. Yeah. Paul I, Revere approved. And there is a shark in the audience. So yeah, there is a shark in the audience. Not pre planned whatsoever. We are pandering a little bit not to the show. Whatsoever, but I feel like I wanna give that guy one I wanna give that guy a ticket for some other show. <laughs> you should just be there. <laughs> just live there. Anytime you want to wear your sh- shark suit, just like we'll just come comp you. We'll comp you. <laughs> Next week it's gonna be all shark suits. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot as fuck in this city. Yeah. <laughs> Like, wear it's a hot costume. in this room, yeah. dude. I don't know how you're, how you're <laughs> he, doing it, Paul. He may, he may not be wearing anything under the um, shark suit. I, be, I believe that uh, uh, because of the vote, I'm going first. That's right. I, like, assuaging any gentleman uh, aspect of my nature. Oh, yeah. I was I, I was not going to call you out on that. No. <laughs> Tina, I'm Tina just likes to close strong. That's all. Tina likes to close strong. No, once we decided one of by land and two of by sea, it just feels like I know, land. and it works and then for I'll the title. Sea. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, so let's do it. Dan, set us up. Where, what, are we, what are we talking about here? All right. So, uh, well, you guys, welcome to San Antonio, Texas. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're about to be... <laughs> that was a greet, though, if you don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, like, I was born here, raised here. I have lived all over the United States, but I grew up a South Texas redneck. Okay. Okay. So uh, to give you a little parlance into this, and this is where the white trash redneck aspect comes in. Uh, True white trash royalty. So <laughs> I, very much so. Like, I drink my Lone Star with pride. Uh, so my mother currently is on marriage number five. Yes. So this is a little hard to follow, so I'm going to zip through it, and then if there's any questions, fucking email me. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my mother uh, met a young man on a drug deal at MacArthur Park here when she was 15 years old, and by 16, she was pregnant with me, married uh, to him, and his name is Herman Je- uh, Jesus Christ, Herman George Polhamus Third. Oh. Wait a minute, you could have been a fourth? Yes, I would have been a fourth. Uh, so Herman George Polhamus Third. Uh, thankfully, he was off on basic in Georgia when she had me at Fort Sam Houston here. And so I was named Daniel Ryan Polhamus. Uh, they were married for about eight months or so. She left him, came back to San Antonio from Georgia. Uh, they were divorced. And then she met and married my first stepfather, Billy. Billy Brumall, who I thought was my father. Then she divorced him. Then she married my second stepfather, Mark Grimm, otherwise known as Red. 
Y'all, this is like the book of numbers. Very much so. <laughs> this is genealogy happening here. Over the course of, or before they got married, they decided that Red was going to adopt me. That's his nickname, Red. Uh, and Red became my father. And so if I ever refer to my dad, that is who I'm talking to, or talking about is Red. I'm also a little liquored up right now. Uh, so, uh, so she married him. And uh, but I still visited my biological father, Herman George Polhamus, and for the sake of it, because they met on a drug deal, his nickname is Bud, ah, like okay. for the budding of marijuana. Mm. Uh, so Bud in L.A., that's not considered a drug. No, it's not at all. Not at all. You just be like that guy's so lame, so passe. What a nineties name. Yeah. If your if your name was Horse, I'd understand. <laughs> Uh, but like, uh, so uh, this is where I get my redneck from because uh, Red was a rodeo cowboy. He was a uh, state champion rodeo clown for the state of Texas. I have a sterling silver belt buckle from the NHIRA. I don't know what the designation is. Uh, was never engraved, but it was one that he won, and uh, he's the one that raised me. Uh, so I grew up as a little cowboy. I wore boots and boot-cut jeans and a cowboy hat to, like, elementary school. And he's bleach blonde. I was bleach blonde. Just black blue. Blonde. I, like, I was pearl Just, like, snap. and down to here, like, this sweet little, like, 70s, eight, early 80s bob. Yeah, my, <laughs> my mom did not ever want to cut my hair, Woo! and that's why I usually sweet cut it very angel. short. He grew up looking like baby Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> But along with, with the raising of being a South Tex Texas redneck, uh, I went hunting at a very early age. I started to learn how to shoot a gun at four or five years old. <laughs> as soon as I was proficient... <laughs> As soon as I was proficient enough to knock beer cans off uh, off of something about 40, 50 feet away, my dad was like, all right, we're going to go get a rabbit. <laughs> and I had to shoot a jackrabbit, and then I had to clean it, and then I had to cook it, and then I had to eat it. <laughs> And that's so, what Texas coming give, of age. To give you reference, I was learning cursive in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, also had a pony, I think. <laughs> there, so, there, Jake. We don't need to talk about my pony. <laughs> so, uh, like that, that, like that. To me, that's like that's what gun culture is. Because my dad was like, "You don't shoot something unless you're going to eat it. If it's a man." Mm. <laughs> so. Uh, so, like, I learned how to do that, and as soon as I was proficient with a single shot, I moved on to other things. But uh, over the course of this, we used to work cattle on the weekends. And by when, like, I would go work cattle. I wouldn't do anything other than stand off to the side and watch the grown men, like, ride horses and chase cows across a field and put them on a corral. But at uh, some point when they were putting them in a corral, the whole point of, like, uh, hurting them was to uh, turn any of the male calves into steers, if anyone knows what that is like, and to give them inoculations and tag their ears and stuff like that. So the way they turn a calf into a steer is uh, they wrestle it to the ground. If they have to give it any shots, they will. But they take a rubber band, double it up a couple of times, slide it over the testicles, because they're long, they're very long, and then they let go of the rubber band, and then they take garden shears and remove the testicles to fry up later for dinner. I'm so glad for my Ohio upbringing. Yeah. Uh, but the fun part in it is uh, if there's any kids involved, they're usually around the fence line, and I was one of these kids involved. Oh and then they wave over, 
And the way my dad used to do it is like, Daniel, come here. And I would <laughs> run over wanting to please my father and my hat that was too big and my boots that would slide around. The loaded gun. The loaded gun. <laughs> I'd hand my gun to him. <laughs> and uh, he would take and slide a leg underneath this calf that four Oof. grown men had to pin to the ground. Right? Calves are very strong Wildly. and heavy animals. Uh, but they had to pin it to the ground in order to remove its testicles. So imagine the amount of pain that this calf is in yeah. and the strength involved in this calf. And they put on a four- to five-year-old child that weighs about as much as, like, an eight-pound bag of potatoes. That's eight pounds. That's eight pounds. Eight pounds. <laughs> I, I probably weighed 30, 40 pounds at most. I was a small, spindly little child. He still has little chicken legs. And then they would all get up from said calf as the calf would raise to its feet and then buck like a bull. And I would have to hang on to the tufts of hair on the back of its neck and not get bucked off, but I did, and I split my head on a fence post. <laughs> uh, my mom was very upset about that. Uh, but within the next couple of weeks, we had been working cows, and the, all the men had been on horseback. And so the horses, uh, when they came back around 11 o'clock noon for lunch, were tired and hungry and outside of a corral. And my mom had gone with, and sounds sexist, but, like, all the women had gone shopping <laughs> while all the men were out working Bitches cows. shopping. And uh, so I was following my father uh, across a corral, uh, just like, do-do-do-do-do. And I remember this point. I remember, like, climbing a fence and dropping and trotting along behind my dad. And as I was trotting along the corral, one of the horses kicked the gate and knocked the rope out of the guy that was holding it back, like, hand. And so 40 to 50 head of horse came charging through this corral looking for water and food because they were wet, tired, sweaty, hungry. And I was, like, trotting along. And at the time, this is early 80s, so I was probably thinking, like, Smurfs, Qbert, whatever <laughs> it was. Uh, so... This is where my memory checks out. I remember watching him walk across and then him turning around and doing something like, which you can't see in this podcast, waving his arms. I don't know. He might have just been like, get the fuck out of here. But like, (laughs) that was it. That's all I remember. Three or four hours later, I wake up in a bunkhouse on a couch. I had been knocked unconscious. My wranglers were soaking wet. So I don't know if I pissed myself. Yeah, that's probably it. In an- Well, <laughs> I did piss myself, but whether it was holy shit, here comes a bunch of horses piss, or whether it was like holy shit, they're knocked out, lose bladder control. Or like, I'm a horse and I'm stepping on your bladder and maybe there's a yeah, release I mean, energy there. I hope that's not what happened. <laughs> that would be a lot of other problems. <laughs> uh, but like, I woke up, my pants were soaking wet, I was sore as shit, and I came running out uh, of the bunkhouse and found my dad and he goes, oh, good, you're up. Like, as, <laughs> like, uh, like I had slept in. <laughs> uh, and what I, what I didn't know and I knew later and I know now from photographs uh, and from my mom's story because when she came back, she didn't come back till way after I had even woken up. But uh, as I was trotting across the, the corral, I had turned as the horses were coming 
and I dodged one or two because I was agile as fuck, being so lithe. I'm like, da da da. And then the third one kicked me in the head and flipped my body completely over and around. And then I landed on my back where four or five horses kind of like pounced on me as if they were <laughs> like Sammy Davis Jr. doing his bit with a rat pack. Da 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 pow. And uh, so I had a full on hoof print on my chest. I had a huge gash in my oh, forehead God. where it split the skin on my skull and uh, been knocked unconscious. So my mom was furious. So my dad's like, uh. <laughs> uh, but that afternoon, because my dad's like, uh, to make you happy to my mother, he grabbed me by the scruff of the shirt and put me on the back of a horse and said, this side pulling on the rein to the left says, turns left. This side goes right, pull back on both, they'll stop, and then slap the ass of the horse he had just put me on to set it off on a trot out to wherever the fuck it was going. I like to think you still have a gash in your head that's openly bleeding. Always. And as I'm trotting away, my dad goes, oh, yeah, don't let it take you under a tree. Because horses will try to knock you off the off their back. They're like, fuck off, dude. What are you doing up there? Uh, and so I learned how to ride horses the same day that horses almost killed me. <laughs> on top of which, when I went back to school on Monday <laughs> for show and tell. Was there a doctor involved at any time? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, this is where, yeah, this this is where, this is yeah. where the authorities like get involved. You're like this one. <laughs> so I go back to elementary school. And for show and tell on Monday, I open up my Pearl Snap shirt to show my full-on hoof print. (laughs) (laughs) And my gash, and I'm like, yeah, I got run over by horses, and I learned how to ride them. Yay! (laughs) So my mom came in and talked with the principal and a counselor, and they were going to talk to the authorities about, like, we believe your son's being abused. (laughs) By horses. Your son is being abused by horses. And my mom had to, like, literally have this argument of like no his dad's a cowboy <laughs> like that's how they grow up <laughs> I'm talking improv okay family <clears throat> now listen that was a scary encounter uh, and you're right your dad, dad had to your dad had to shoot that robber because he had a gun and it was pointed at us. It's a right to protect yourself. Yeah, that's right. God, Keith, we've got a lot. right to protect ourselves. You, well, I'm sorry. Keep going, Dad. As you know, wait. I have a our, question for our gun culture. Yep. Do we have to kill him? Like, couldn't we have winged him? No, I went straight for the throat. <laughs> I didn't want to take any chances. He was raising the pistol my way, so I, I went at him. Now, Marjorie, uh, you are going to have a busy day in the kitchen tomorrow because... Uh, what? Well, you know our gun culture says that whatever we kill, we have to eat. then eat. Yep. We have to uh, eat it. Oh. This is the first human we've I had I personally to do. am glad he's a little fatty because it'll add some what? texture to the meat. <laughs> okay, no. you're a little too excited. <laughs> well, I just haven't had man in a while. <laughs> In a while. Yeah, not <laughs> this is not a, for a while. This is a first for me. I mean, I don't want to butt in. I mean, I'm all for like following the family code, but I really feel like that's not enough fiber. What is happening? 
Sweetheart, you wouldn't understand. I agreed that your children would be my children and that I would try and, you know, blend into the family without too much disruption. But we need to call the police. We had what a are the coppers going to do that we can't do ourselves? They don't have a, enough spices. We got to stand. What? We got to. <laughs> We gotta stand stand our own ground. We this did is the ground that, that we're standing That's on. That's fine. You're not my mom. Hey, <laughs> come on now. We don't say that. Fine. All right? Family's okay. family. We are all family. Yeah. Now get that crock pot out. <laughs> I wouldn't. Oh, no. are we gonna slow cook them? Because that sounds great. I was gonna get out the grill, but that sounds real nice. I feed you pancakes every morning. And I thank you, Marjorie. I appreciate that. Please. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> Please call me mom. <laughs> mar, 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 I'll call mar. you mom when you act like a mom. <laughs> and you cook up that man meat. I, we need to call the police and have them file a police report. We can't just murder a man in our house and then eat him. <laughs> That's that Ohio background talking. <laughs> <laughs> You okay there, pal? You, oh, boy, that baseball knocked you clean out. Hey, what are you... Uh, are you talking to my son? <laughs> uh, damn, this pervert was touching my shoulder. <laughs> I am an EMT. I am an EMT. I'm yeah, just checking I, on your son. I you saw the, the, I saw the ambulance. Over, yeah. yeah I'm teaching him how to, how, to, how to check the fast pitch. Okay. I'm just checking the fast pitch. (laughs) Your son has an abrasion on his head. No, I don't think you need to put a mitt on him right now. He's romantically brushing my hair. No, I'm checking. (laughs) I'm making sure you don't have a lot of blood loss. Uh, Sir, your son just took a a baseball to the head. Yeah, I threw that baseball. (laughs) I'll have you know, I I never, I was not picked up in the draft, but I can throw an 89 mile an hour fastball. And I, like, I want my son to be able to hit that and the inside curve. Okay. Okay. Uh, noted. I'm going to make sure you're okay. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, He's telling you to take second. Huh? No. no. He's telling you that's... <laughs> Come back here. No, he's running. This you're... pervert's chasing me. <laughs> hold still. Hold still. Oh. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I see the uniform. I understand what your role is here, but have you never watched baseball be played before? What? Yes, I've watched baseball be played. Yeah. People got... take... People get hit by pitches all the time. He's got blood coming from his head. Yeah, that's... that's He's a child. Dad, yeah. this pervert came out of what looks like... Stop a... calling me a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> this pervert came out of what looks like, a, looks like a van. Stop it. The Dad, name is Purveyor. It looks like a van. Stop it. Honey, honey, He's got what a van happens? like you warned me. Honey, yeah. no. hey. honey I have been shopping... Where, what is the matter? What is going on Deborah, here? this man got out of his van and is... It's an ambulance. What was he doing in a van? Well, I, I, gave, I gave Eric a high and inside pitch. He leaned into it. What have I told you about leaning into pitches? Only do it when you need the base. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he leaned into it. He took a, a slight hit. And now this asshole is here. Asshole? I am just trying to Excuse help. Excuse me, sir. Please get your hands away from my son. Uh, okay, you know what? You know what? I can see you're refusing medical attention for a child. I'll call CPS. I do need to report this, but this is more than I need to deal with right now. What is CPS? Like, that's the people's society? It's, <laughs> it's the city 
public service. Yeah, it's that's where we pay our electric company. bill to. Why would I call a power company? Oh, well, that it's beats me, sir. Please stop. Probably because you're child. on a power trip because you're in some <laughs> uniform and you came out of a van with a bunch of lights on it. I don't know. Can you take a high and inside curveball? I don't know. I did pretty well. Take this high. one. Ow! 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 Somebody call me an ambulance. Get back in your van and see if you can find one. Here, what? Eric, take this ball. Yeah. Remember to split your fingers. Yes. Keep your low, your pinky on the bottom side of it. You want to get that spin on Please, it. Please, I yes. lose a lot of blood. Please call somebody. Oh, he put his head in my lap. <laughs> Sweetheart? Yes? Why did I wake up this morning with a double rubber band around my balls? <laughs> uh, oh, God, that's probably Aaron. He's just practicing. Excuse me? He's so excited. He's up! Tackle! <laughs> <laughs> hold him! Hold him! <laughs> Who are these other four guys? <laughs> hold him! Hold him! <laughs> All right, uh, I, got, I got his hand. I'll hold, hold him! Hold him. Hold All right, buddy, buddy, use your weight now. <laughs> Cheers, sweetheart. You can just oh, <laughs> I could just get a vasectomy. This isn't necessary. Let me yeah. let me ask you real quick. Has he had his mumps and rubella? Because we can shoot him up right now, right before I tag well, his ear. Well, I I can't verify for the mumps. You might. All right. Well, I'll just go ahead and hit him up, and it won't hurt mumps. him. Mumps. I'm not worried about. God. <laughs> <laughs> big needle. We cut yeah. to a corral, and it's just a bunch of castrated husbands. <laughs> Just wandering. <laughs> oh man, I I woke I woke Get up and she was yeah. like, "We're gonna go to bad uh, Bed Bath and Beyond today." Yeah. And... Does anyone want to plant some more flowers? <laughs> it doesn't hurt as much as it used to. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I should keep making these cupcakes. Yeah, this I is sexist so. as fuck. <laughs> huh? Uh, Just because we don't have balls doesn't mean that we plant flowers and cupcakes. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> hey, guys. You new? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the corral. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you around. <clears throat> okay. Over here is some fence. Oh. <laughs> and, yeah. and it keeps going to more fence. Yeah. Ooh. Ah. Uh, I twisted my ankle. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. <laughs> She's gonna put me down. <laughs> Tina, it's your turn. Oh boy. Uh, now we go to the C portion. Of the one if by land, one if by sea. It's two if I see. We're going to just keep going at one. I like the one and one. <laughs> it gives it more balance. Um, so uh, in my other life, uh, before this one, I... Uh, <laughs> it's, I not gonna, it's not going to get metaphysical. It's not going to get better. Uh, <laughs> I worked for uh, six years for a company that runs haunted houses. Oh. And I started as a zombie, and I worked my way up the ranks to manager. <laughs> <laughs> Which describes, like, 90% of the American workforce, right? This is my literal story. When I say zombie, I'm not talking drone worker. I'm talking actual zombie. Um, and I, I'm sorry? 
Uh, Rick status, thank you. Uh, I uh, so I worked for this haunted house company, and uh, the fifth year that I worked for this company, I was manager of a haunted house uh, that normally, uh, you know, this is in Chicago, uh, sat on uh, the uh, was it the north side, south side? It normally sits on the north side of... Sorry. It's okay. It normally sits on the south side of Navy Pier. We're going to stick with that. Okay. It normally sits on the south side of Navy Pier, uh, but because Navy Pier has recently undergone some massive remodeling, that spot that normally our haunted house would sit, we'd bring it in we'd, on trucks, it's built in um, uh, cargo containers, and would sit on the actual pier itself. Uh, but because they were going, undergoing this construction that spot was no longer available. It was under construction. But they still wanted to have this haunted house at Navy Pier. You might know Navy Pier is akin to a body of water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> originally, so they, just for, for reference, it was originally a pier mm-hmm. for on the Great Lake uh, and then became a naval base and now is a tourist trap. Yeah. That's about it. Whose story is this, Dan? <laughs> Hi, you came into my story. <laughs> I was peppering. I wanted everybody to know about your Matt Damon hair. Uh, uh, Anyway, so the spot that normally this haunted house sits was no longer available, but they wanted the haunted house at Navy Pier. So Navy Pier spitballed some ideas, and they say to themselves, uh, what's what's an acceptable solution? There's not another space that's big enough. Uh, We could put it in the parking garage. We're like, yeah, we're not putting the haunted house on a parking garage. And they said, fine, how about a barge? We'll put it on a barge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, it's better than the parking lot. So, uh, so our company agrees, right? I'm the manager. I'm not the owner of this business. Uh, I I wouldn't have agreed to such a ludicrous thing. Uh, but now the haunted house is on a barge, and we, um, and it's now the uh, the city's only floating haunted house, which is it's great, man. It's maybe the world's. It's, it's great marketing. I need to be clear. It's it should be the world's house. only floating haunted house. Uh, and uh, so what happens is, uh, so we, uh, we get all the actors, you know, we employ about uh, between 45 and 60, depending on the night, actors to act in this haunted house. And then, uh, you know, people walk through the haunted house, the line sits on the pier itself, but the, f- the house itself is floating on a barge in the lake, uh, tied to the pier. Um, so at any given time, there's usually like 100 people on this boat, and we get everybody in for training, and this thing is bucking in the water. Like, it is not, this is not a happy boat. <laughs> this is a lot of weight on water, and uh, we've got a lot of hydraulics and special effects and things uh, firing, and this boat is flying on this lake, and we're like, okay, um, we're going to need to double our insurance, <laughs> get a little Dramamine, <laughs> and a couple of C-bands for the people who are real sick. Uh, <laughs> But we signed a contract, so here we go. October. Let's make this thing happen. So uh, we go through the entire month, and uh, things, uh, depending on the weather, uh, are good or not good uh, on the boat uh, as it rocks. The actors really feel the most of it, you know, because we're spending the entire day at sea, uh, growling and hissing and <laughs> spitting blood at each other. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and all I'm doing is just handing everybody drama, man, and saying... Get back out there, man. <laughs> you Scared signed a contract. Shit out of <laughs> yeah. uh, go be scary. Uh, and uh, on, on Halloween, uh, Chicago, this is uh, 2015, uh, sh- no, 2014, uh, Chicago had a 
hundred year storm <laughs> on Whoa. on Halloween, and we uh, saw the weather report the night before, uh, and we were like, "Well, we'll just take a look at things, and you know, if it gets too bad tomorrow, we might have to close, which would be a shame because Halloween's usually a pretty good haunted house night." Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll monitor the weather, right? Uh, and I'm sitting at my day job uh, at the Department of Children and Family Services for the state of Illinois around <laughs> around noon, and I get a call from my boss who does own the haunted house, and uh, she says, "Yeah, you're gonna have to call all the actors. We're definitely not gonna open tonight." And I was like, "Oh man, that's that's shitty. That's rough." Uh, all right, here I go. Forty five calls later. <laughs> Uh, I'm checking in with my boss to see how things are going. She's like, uh, yeah, uh, the haunted house is sinking. Uh, excuse me? Uh, oh, our job is sinking. Okay, great. Um, so for sure, no work tomorrow, right? So, uh, but basically what ends up happening is I call, I call my husband, who's one of the other managers at the haunted house, and I was like, uh, shit's going down, and I'm I'm leaving work, and I'm gonna go see if there's anything I can do at the pier. There's maybe if there's something I can save, right? If it's uh, my boss had sent me a, a picture of it, and it's leaning at probably a, a twenty degree angle in the water, and I was like, oh, it looks like it's going down slow enough. We could probably jump on, grab Ooh. a couple of the TVs, the hydraulics, some of the expensive <laughs> props and things, you know, because like haunted houses cost a butt ton of money. Really? Uh, oh yeah, uh, this was at least a three million dollar haunted house. Whoa. Um, yeah, just, just in case Damn. you like tragedy. Um, so we, uh, so I book it down to the pier, and uh, I'm stopped about halfway. You know, there's a, a part of the pier that you drive on and a part of the pier that you walk on like a casual tourist. Uh, so I'm driving on the driving side, and uh, this cop stops me. He's like, uh, ma'am, the, uh, the pier is closed and I was like, I appreciate that. Uh, that is my boat. And he's like, w- uh, which boat? And I was like, uh, the one that's sinking and is, you know, it's got haunted stuff on it. And he was like, <laughs> and I was like, so it's going well. All right. Uh, so I get down to the end of the pier, and by the time I get there, it's like the goddamn Titanic. <laughs> Uh, there is nothing anybody's going to do to fucking save this boat. <laughs> is this Billy, boat is bucking in the water. Is it's Billy now Zane like, holding a skeleton <laughs> being like, this is my kid. This is my kid, this is my kid, yeah. Uh, and, it's been an honor, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I'm just, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm watching it, and I'm hearing my heart will go on, and it's just like echoing my ears. I was like, I've never been in a horror or thriller sort of movie before, like a disaster film, but it's still rain. It's pouring. Uh, the wind is blowing. Uh, the water, it, the waves are crashing so hard on the pier that the pier is actually lifting and moving, Ooh, which it's boy. not supposed to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah. this, this, and for those of you listening, this is on a lake. It's not at the <laughs> ocean. Not, it's a lake. This is not an ocean. It's a okay, we're not on the, lake. It's a landlocked lake. Uh, the greatest of great lakes. Uh, and and it is just. I mean, it is. It's harrowing. And I have videos on my phone. And I'm taking pictures from inside the building. And and I go out at one point to try to get a video. And people pull me back. And they're like, Tina, no, you can't go out there. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn uh, was working at this one. Catherine Hepburn is anywhere that I am. Working, uh, and uh, and my boss is uh, a guy that I've you know worked for for the last six years, and uh, he is uh, a great a great guy, uh, a charismatic leader of of 
of men and juggalos, and <laughs> and and he is <laughs> he is standing in a in a way like with a sh- a posture I have never seen, I've never witnessed in man before or since, and it is just the absolute defeat of losing your entire life savings within the month that you were supposed to make all of your year's profits. <laughs> <laughs> And he's standing at a window, and it's like it's out of a goddamn movie where he's got the one hand on the pane of glass, rain pouring. He's in a raincoat that's still dripping. And not knowing that I'm listening, he looks out at the, at the lake and he says, Just die already. <laughs> Jake, don't you do that right after you brush your teeth every morning? <laughs> Into a mirror? Is that what you're suggesting? (laughs) Just die already. My life is a sinking haunted house. (laughs) Uh, So if anybody feels like Googling it, you just look up Zombie Bard Chicago. You'll you'll find it. I worked there. I kind of I kind of remember some Facebook interaction where I was just like, "Oh shit! Sorry for your bad day." And I was like, you've got no fucking clue. <laughs> the insurance nightmare I'm going to have to testify in. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <coughs> which I did have to write an account of what I witnessed and uh, <laughs> who locked up the night before and whose fault it what? was. Yeah. How does that have anything? You know what? Because Daryl didn't sank. lock the door, the barometric pressure changed. And no, all of a sudden, the storm well, front sunk a boat. Uh, the nightmare was uh, tenfold, just bajillionfold, really, because uh, I was also in charge of payroll, and there go all my records. Uh, and I was in charge of, uh, you know, like all of the the contact with me and the cast, and there go all my records. You know, it's like my office sank because uh, my office was in a cargo container sitting above the haunted house, uh, where I had a great view for about thirty days <laughs> of the lake. Uh, just beautiful stuff. But uh, <laughs> but uh, there was uh, our insurance, the barge's insurance. Uh, that was not our barge. It was a rented barge. Uh, and uh, Navy Pier's insurance that were are All still, since 2014, since October 31st, 2014, have st- are still, it's not settled, right? Wow. There's, no, there's been no check cut. All of this money has just sank. And so, you know, one of the things that happens... Uh, pretty early in November is, you know, everything freezes. So so what happens is, late October, the boat goes down, and ten cargo containers, ten shipping containers full of zombies go into the lake. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, before it freezes, we got to get the damn things up. So not only have we lost millions of dollars of equipment, we now have to get a crane into the lake <laughs> to pull everything up out of the lake which is actually resurrecting the dead. And, uh, <laughs> and the fake dead, the fake well, dead. Uh, and uh, the uh, and the Coast Guard was is still is still to this day pulling zombies out of Lake Michigan. Uh, I would because love to they say have, the story. Like, holy shit! Oh, never mind. They have our they have our contact information because every once in a while they'll find a head. And they'll just, like, text us a photo that's like, this yours? And it's like, of course it's fucking ours. What, who else is dumping body parts, plastic body parts in the lake? Um, so, yeah. Uh, you probably have not had a job sink, but I have.
everyone. The haunted house is going down, but I've made the solemn choice to continue to act as a zombie on this ship. Oh, I'm gonna scare yeah. the fuck out of people. <laughs> it's been I've a got pleasure. my scuba gear, so I'll go down. I'm getting off. Can I get off? I haven't paid eight dollars to check codes. I'm out. Uh, Derek, you you're a all... fucking pussy. Are you kidding you're me? You're a pussy, Derek. You we signed me? a contract, Derek. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not scared of that. I'm scared of drowning on this boat. It's a scary concept, but usually you can swim your way out. <laughs> this is an emergency. <laughs> life jacket? I'm going to put a life jacket on you. I'm not going to watch you all drown out Derek, here. Derek, did, some, did somebody just... check this life jacket? Am I taking someone else's life jacket? Are you now just condescending to my job? I'm just yeah. trying to get us off the boat. All right, to be clear, Derek, I've been condescending to your job since your job existed. I never thought that we needed a coat check at the haunted house anyway. Whatever. It is October. <laughs> it's Wait. October, man. Just keep your coat. I, I don't want to bring up semantics here, but I really feel weird about it being a haunted house when it's on water. Why is it not a haunted boat? I mean, it's a boat, but the house sits on top of the Why boat? is it not a haunted houseboat or a haunted A haunted ship? houseboat sounds like we're on a river. This is... I'm not like gambling mark, here with Mark, mark Twain, Twain and Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer never met Mark Twain because one of them was fictional. You gotta stay in character with me. Like, uh, I'm blowing up this raft and getting off of here. You know, there's a walkway, Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tim. Also, if you pull this cable, this boat will fill up. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Give me your brains! Knock it off! Cool. Oh, oh, look! Here comes some EMTs, uh, some uh, firemen. Uh, let's uh, let's hide behind some Oh yeah, let's get them! All right. <laughs> okay, is everybody okay? We're gonna get you guys off safe and sound. <laughs> <laughs> Axe! Oh. oh shit! Oh my god! Oh my god! What did I do? Shit just got real. Oh my god. Oh my god. Holy shit, Elizabeth. That EMT with the baseball seams in his forehead just hacked Keith in half with a hacks. Oh my god. That was fucking badass. Oh my god. Oh my god. You guys got it. Neil, now you're doing method work. No, No, I'm not. I guess. uh... Let's go, let's go, pal. You're okay. Okay, let's yeah. continue. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Keep Stop the it. belief. Keep the belief. No, keep the belief. You got Give an me. axe in you, pal. Rawr. Everybody stop roaring. All right, juggalos, I have a bad... I have some bad news. Hey, no, all right. So this last meeting of the Juggalos was awesome. Heck yeah. Obviously. I'm glad we were all hatchets out for it. Hatchets out, fago for days. (laughs) Uh, But um, it seems that there was a lot of lead and zinc in our face paint. Yeah, I've been breaking out for a week. Yeah, well, that's the least of it. Uh, Barry, uh, we all are in kidney failure right now. What? You have my medical records? 
No, I mean just by generalization. Because oh of yeah, because we're jugglers. Because of the face makeup we're using. <laughs> uh, because we store it in the same caves in Kansas City that they also put toxic waste in, so we are all irradiated. Dang. I thought I was blowing smoke because I was the best clown. <laughs> when I say blowing smoke, I'm sorry. I meant peeing smoke. <laughs> oh, I've been blowing smoke, too. Yeah, I've been All right. just smoke. Yeah. All right, Darnell. Everybody knows how down you are. I'm very down. I just, I, I'm worried for everybody because, you know, Juggalo Nation is a family. Yeah. We're but, all Juggalos, but yeah. we're all one. No, we, yeah, that's. So if you don't have a family practitioner or insurance, uh, please Wait. at least go to the free clinic. Seriously, or... does anybody here have insurance? I got a uh, granddad with a bunkhouse. <laughs> that's not that's not insurance, okay. darn it. I mean, it's insurance when you maybe don't have a place yeah, to like, live, though. That's insurance yeah. if like there's an atomic holocaust and you can get there, Darnell. Insurance, how does that work? <laughs> Well, essentially, Darnell, what you do is you pay a large corporation a fee, which they put into a large fund, and then therefore, if... Uh, so say, like, your insurance is for health benefits, right? You come down with a disease or God, whatnot. That sounds like normal shit. Hey, juggalos are not just about being crazy. Juggalos are also about... It's insane as part of what we stand for. Tina, hey. I don't mean to be rude, but we agreed that he was holding the talking hatchet That's and he true. would be talking. <laughs> I, if we're not going to follow the rules around here. That's true. My B. If you'd like to speak, please ask for the talking pitch. Thank you, LaCarl. My B. <laughs> Insurance works in a way. It's kind of like banking and investing your money so that you can pay for expenses down the road. Um, that's how insurance works. So that's how it works with your car, your health, or even life insurance. Do you if you were to that lose your yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> I just rollerblade. Look. Hey, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> All right. Let's, I mean, uh, let's set this up in a way you can understand, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here's a paper bag. Now, if I put mm-hmm. a little spray paint in for it to, for it to huff, uh-huh. and <laughs> Tina also puts a little spray paint in to huff, and then uh-huh. you put some spray paint in to huff. Well, I better and, get... Well, I don't, I don't want to share my spray paint. <laughs> no, but that spray paint no, is No, but there's there. a lot of spray paint now in the bag. Yeah. Know. So if you run into a time when you don't have any paint to huff, you can access the bag that we've all been putting paint into huff. <laughs> but, okay, but the paint should be fresh to huff it, right? I don't want that old bag sitting around for True, a while. True, true. And that's why, because you enlarge the Juggalo family that is all spraying into the bag, and maybe they're spraying at different points, but we all get to huff. Well, that does right, sound like so a pretty huffing? good plan. <laughs> Pass that bag. Shit, <laughs> spray! That's how insurance works, Darnell. She doesn't spray it in. She just gets my. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Where's the talking hatchet now? Yes, that's right. All right, I look. I will share this syrup I have with everybody because I luckily have Etna, and I had a upper respiratory. Well, it's not important, but I had an upper respiratory infection, and I got to go to the emergency room. Is that that bitch with the two belly buttons? (laughs) (laughs) Can I talk to you for a second? Absolutely, whatever you need. Thank you. 
Um, I've been here eight years, um, and Carl has only been here f- four years. God bless Carl. God bless him. You well, know, he's a zombie, and you promoted him over me. Ah. Uh, oh, this Am I conversation. Not doing something? Yeah, no. Ah, gosh. Yeah, this is a hard conversation to have because you guys, you know, you guys started at the same time, and. Uh, no, I've and been. A, I was your way shorter. Remember? Yeah, four, I like to, to think you started at the same time. It makes my job easier. Got it. <laughs> Well, um, that makes my job harder. Yeah. Is, this, is this awkward well, for me to be here? I know I'm assistant manager now. Yeah, here's <laughs> he keeps wearing. Yeah, here's what makes it hard uh, is that like you know like everybody's zombies at a different level. Mm. Um, you know, there's different amounts of blood and commitment. Mm. Um, and and I've seen blood, sweat, and tears from Carl. Yes, I was the first crying zombie. <laughs> <laughs> The existential crisis was so scary yes. that, you know, like, we just, you know, like, we, it's a quality over quantity kind of thing. And, and, and that's sort of hard for me to say to you, to your face, but, yeah. you know, that's the way the corporate cookie, cookie crumbles. Well, I feel like I'm applying myself. What can I do to You're certainly applying yourself. Absolutely. I, we could just use a little bit more motion from you, okay? We're seeing a lot of upper mobility. Hey, I'm a lot sorry. Of I'm sorry. Uh, I, was, I was talking to the guy at the front, and he said that if I, uh, like, I was interested in employment. Is there, uh, are there job availability? Is yeah, we've got an assistant manager position. Wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Hold on. Oh, am I getting promoted again? Or? <laughs> That's demoted. no way. Uh, uh, well, I'll, gosh, I'll be, this is so hard, Carl, what, to say to your face. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 so... Don't so, put me on door creaky yeah, sound effects. <laughs> You're going to go in the drop box. All you have to do is hit the wall. The wall falls down, and no. then you just yell out of the wall. It's it's literally no, the easiest thing you can do. I don't want to be a wall guy. Honestly, the crying <laughs> is getting a little too much. Okay, it was See fun, it, it was fun at first. It's like, I love haunted houses. Yeah. Yeah, there's those tears again. Oh my God, Deborah! Did you hear that guy crying over in the corner? I was terrified. <laughs> it was terrifying. This is the scariest part of this haunted house. Because where is that guy? Go I can, to college, I, my my mom said. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! I just don't feel like I'm applying myself. Oh she my said, God! Haunted house is not a job. It's not, a, it's not a way to make your money. I, f- I feel an existential crisis coming on. Oh, God, I haven't been with a woman in six years. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. It's so lonely behind the... Oh, shoot. Ah. Whoa. I, I was so taken with the crying, I didn't know that the wall would do anything. Yeah, the wall was a real pop. That was a scare. Yeah. Cut to the manager's office. Excuse me, you said this was an all-ages show, and yeah. I brought my children, and now my my little boy is up all night with nightmares about never sleeping with a woman and <laughs> going into college debt. Well, uh, you know, we do try to give our realistic experience for our for our guests and um you I know just, this is just the stuff that people are dealing with right uh the generation that your chil- children are growing up in is the scariest one that's ever been well he's terrified so i what's wh- so, your response so you're welcome yeah thank you no. just make, make sure <laughs> you leave to, us a yelp review we cut to this man uh waking up at like eight in the morning in his bed uh <sighs> Abandon him. Let's get him. He has weak offspring. We got to take those balls out. (laughs) Wrap them up, boys. Boy, I hope you like corrals. You ever had mumps, Rubella? Get him with the big needle. Ah. Hey, 
we can fry these up for you if you like. <laughs> Eat my own balls. <laughs> That's ball culture. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks yeah, so much for having here. us. Oh, Appreciate having you down at Bear Stage. Yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you for having us. Good luck us on the rest of your great. train adventure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Where are you headed next? We're going to New Orleans next. Uh, New Orleans. I said it like I'm New Orleans. New Orleans. No. Uh, but yeah, no. if you're listening to this and you're in San Antonio and you want to check out some comedy, come down to the Bear Stage, right? Yeah. yeah. We got a key party. We got shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays. And the website is bearstage.com. Bear with an X in it. Yeah, Behar. Yeah. Like Behar. Bexar. And Bexar. what's your two-person team? Uh, our two-person show is Kismet. Uh, yeah. And we perform here pretty regularly and almost nowhere else right now. <laughs> we are busy yeah, running a theater. Yeah, we're busy as hell. Uh, before anyone came in here, I was sweeping the floor and mopping it. So And I was crying go. at the You're box You're welcome office. for the shine. <laughs> well, awesome. Uh, you check out Wake Up Jake at Wake Up With Jacob on Twitter. Check mm-hmm. out me and Mr. Josh Sipson. The Meat Improv is on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check out the whole tour there. Thank you so much for coming out Thank tonight. You. We Thank you. Thank you very much. Like. We'll see you next time on The Meat. The Meat. The Meat. Improv. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.